Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtagbasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the entire internet. That is hashtagbasketball.com. Go check them out today. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always, well, not always, just most of the time, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I was thinking about this today. Oh, uh-oh. What, what could you possibly have been thinking about today? Okay, so if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's tough. Um, that's not a favorite food. That's a... You could eat it all, basically, for every meal? Is, is that the stipulation? Yeah. That's really, hmm. That's a tough, that's a tough one. You probably, I mean, you get bored of almost legitimately anything. And I think, like, pasta is a cop-out because you couldn't just, like, I could just do a bunch of different sauces. Like, that's not the same meal. Um, I don't know, like, a good... Like roasted chicken, you could probably eat that for every single meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna go with something simple like a steak. I feel like he could just oh. eat meat every meal, be okay. He'd survive. You'd be, you'd be dead by forty-five eating red meat for every single meal for for your entire life. Yeah, but it would be good. It would still taste good, at least. Ah, uh, you know what? The the proper answer is probably fish. Like, uh, like a good fish. I was also thinking about maybe just like a, a generic like ham or turkey sandwich. I feel like you could just like yeah. choke, you could choke that down any day. You could always eat a turkey sandwich. If you can't if you're like, "Oh, I can't eat this turkey sandwich." Like something's wrong with you. A turkey sandwich is like the most standardized I need something to eat sandwich of of all time. And you could have everything from like a boring ass turkey sandwich to like a gourmet, uh, really really nice turkey sandwich that uh, can you know like with arugula and and brie on top of it, like all sorts of crazy shit. They can like turkey sandwiches can be all sorts of different levels of of I guess um, complexity, which is really weird to think because it's a pretty simple sandwich. I think that might be the answer. Just the just the turkey sandwich. Mm. A good turkey sandwich. Like a solid turkey sandwich. Grilled cheese. You could always eat grilled cheese. That's a good one too. Soups. Um yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would want I wouldn't I would not wish that that feels like a form of torture having to eat the same meal every meal for the rest of your life. Yeah. That feels well, like a form of torture. Think about it, man. I like sometimes make too much food and then I have leftovers like two times in the same week. So I have basically the same meal like three times in a week to not throw it out. And by that third time, I'm just like, man, why am I eating this again? It's just depressing by the third time. So imagine like the third time. Well, the third time I, would be like in one day. So then like by tomorrow, you just yeah. be like, man, I don't want that. <laughs> but you're imagine like the third week of that. You'd probably just you'd probably just end it. So that, there's some, something to think about. It's just something yeah. to think about. That reminds me of the guy. There's a guy. I don't know what the world record is. I could probably just look it up. There's a guy who has the world record uh, for hiccups. Like everybody knows how bad hiccups are. Um, the medical, I think the world record here, oh my God. Um, he continued hiccuping 
from 1922 to 1990. Wait, what? Yeah, Guinness Book of World Records. He just had – dude, who was following him around watching him hiccup was, for like 70 years? Yeah, there might be some uh, a, a question. Uh, during the first few decades, he hiccuped up to 40 times a minute. Dude, no way. This guy's it's, life was a hiccup. Like, all he did was hiccup. To 20 minutes in his later years. 20 a minute. That's like every other second. 20. That's 20. Like, the low is every other second. Uh, how quickly, if you had the hiccups, would you think about killing yourself? If you had uncurable hiccups, t- even 10 times a minute. I don't know. I feel like you, like, what makes hiccups bad is that you, like, it's really annoying. But, like, if you had it all the time, you just get super used to it. Maybe. I don't know. I think I would I'd end it all. I don't know. I think you'd get super used to it and it wouldn't be that bad. You guys don't uh suicide is not an answer, guys. If you get if don't don't uh take my casual I still want to learn more don't about take this my guy. casual use of uh, killing yourself like Derek Rose. Uh seriously. So like me and I, Derek I, Rose casually I, talk about suicide. Shouldn't talk casually talk about it. It's a very serious problem. I still want to know about more about this guy who hiccuped for seventy straight years. Like how did uh, how how did this happen? Who who knows? But let's let's go quickly run away from these subjects and talk about what we're here to talk about, which is week fourteen. Um, shout out to all of our uh, Patreon subscribers uh, for um, giving us feedback. We really appreciate that. If you want to uh, give us more feedback or help support the show, go check out Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes, like quite a few of you did. Uh, the listener. Uh, Second Chance League is about to finally be done with the draft, and so we will be giving updates on that Second Chance League on the show. Uh, but let's let's get into Week 14 here, Tyler. Uh, first and foremost, though, I did want to talk about a guy you drafted in the Second Chance League, um, who I thought was a pretty good I thought was a pretty good draft pick until the news came out that he would be uh, out indefinitely. Uh, I'm talking about Robert Covington, which you picked up with the 73rd pick. Uh, I was like, that's great. That's a great place to pick him up. I was was looking at him around that, uh, I guess, that area as well. But instead of being out with this bone bruise for a couple weeks, he is out basically indefinitely. So, you know, what's your your diagnosis on what's going on with Robert Covington, and how does that affect the rest of the people on the the Timberwolves moving forward? Well – you know, this is one of those things where, you know, we haven't really heard anything specific and, and that maybe makes it worse is like, it's just a while and indefinitely. And, you know, we just keep hearing like ominous things that don't really mean anything now. Right. Cause I mean, he's already missed a while. He's missed two weeks. So, I mean, a while could be another two games. It could be another, you know, it could be the rest of the season. We really have no idea. So, I guess that part of it makes it a headache. And, you know, in these second chance leagues, I still think it was worth a pick in the sense that if he comes back this week, you know, that's a steal of a draft pick. Like he's probably a top 40 player the rest of the season. So, you know, I mean, that's a nice 30, you know, picks of value. But at the same time, if he doesn't come back the rest of the season, I wasted the 73rd pick. So, you know, it's it's kind of a risk reward shot there. Um, that I took and and I still I stand by the pick. I still think it was a decent pick. I just got to get Covington back on the boat. And you know, with this bone bruise, like maybe it's really something more than a bone bruise. I don't know. There's not really any information about it, which makes it crappy. Yeah, I, I uh, it's worth the risk, right? You got to think 
the the reward is like you're saying top 40 top 30 player um the the problem is in, in, in let's say you know the 73rd pick that's not out that's not in waiver wire territory you know like you could have got a, a pretty decent player with the 73rd pick so all you got to do is really hit on your next two or three ra- rounds you got to basically hit on one of those guys to replace that 73rd pick if Robert Covington never comes back and then you know you'll you'll have to hit the waiver wires i i don't think it's that much of a a, a risk um, especially for the level of reward that you could have got. Uh, but this does mean moving forward with the um, Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves here, you're probably going to see um, more, uh, probably a little bit more minutes from Andrew Wiggins getting the ball more as well. Uh, I know he, we, I, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I don't want to speak for you, but I'm a big uh, Andrew Wiggins hater. The guy is um, not good at uh basketball nor is he decent at uh, that's not true he's very good at basketball he's a he's a uh scoring something like you know 20 points a game in the best league in the entire world he's obviously good at basketball but as a fancy player i just i've really never um seen a need for a guy who legitimately shoots 40 percent terrible free throws uh gets barely a steal a game almost no assists and scores 17 to 18 points like okay that's that's super mediocre and for a guy who was the number one draft pick that's pretty bad um but andrew wiggins will probably see more touches moving forward i, I would think uh, so you might see an uptick in scoring uh, derrick rose is probably going to be uh, for sure playing uh when he is when he is healthy he will be um certainly staying in that rotation when covington is out are you worried about this ankle injury for Rose? I mean, I'm I'm worried about any uh, injury with Rose. I mean, he uh, missed uh, six games, and then he played against the Mavericks on Friday, but then he sat out on Saturday. And it was a back-to-back, so maybe they were just resting him. You know, he played 28 minutes on Friday night after missing six straight games. But, I mean, I don't know that you're out of the woods yet with this whole I, Rose ankle thing. I would say I'm as worried as I am with Derrick Rose at all times. Um, this is, seems very precautionary. The fact that they played 27 minutes played fairly decently. Uh, that's a good sign. I don't think Derek Rose is one of those people who doesn't come back unless his body is telling him he, he can come back and his body is often telling him that he's hurt and, uh, no back to back here makes a lot of sense to keep him fresh. Like he's just playing on so many injuries. There is no reason to take the, uh, the risks. Um, and that's, I mean, I guess that's the knock on, on Derek Rose right now. And probably for the rest of his career, it's just like you can't – you're not going to be able – if he's hurt, he's going to be out and he's going to sit out. And he doesn't need to uh, to prove himself uh, and, and play through the pain uh, just to sacrifice a year because this is all he's got. And the fact that he was ever to come, ever able to come back after all that is um, just – it is uh, – I don't know. It's heartwarming, to be honest, that he's having this good of a year. Um, and so – Moving forward with Derrick Rose, I, I'm not terribly worried about him. Um, I would, I mean, I, if you could get something for Derrick Rose, I would move him. I don't think you, there, I don't know what you could actually get for Derrick Rose, but. Okay. Yeah, let's, moving let's, forward, I think he's going to be fine. Let's let's hit it. Let's, let's figure it out. So say you're in a league and someone offers you any top 100 player for Derrick Rose. Are you going to do it? Not any top 100 player for Derrick Rose. Okay, so any top 75 player for Derrick Rose? Yeah, 
probably that's, that's that's where my line would probably be 75 80. That's kind of where I'm at. Too, like, you know? I don't want one of those like fringy top 100. Like he might be top 100, he might not be. I'd rather just have what whatever Rose can give me because we've seen Rose have a lot of really good games. Um, but at the same time, like if it's a top 75 guy, I feel pretty good about that. And and like yeah. you said, I mean, this Rose thing could end at any minute, and it's not because I think he loses like a ton of playing time or anything. I think it could just be he gets hurt. I mean, we've seen him get hurt how many times? So that injury risk level is a little bit higher for Rose and, and it could just come at any moment. And that's not something anyone's rooting for, obviously. No. It, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. Like I wouldn't take Marcus smart or Darren Collison for him. I wouldn't take, I mean, Lou Williams might be like a, maybe they kind of do the same stuff. Derek Rose has been better this season. Lou Williams could be better uh, later in the, later this season, depending on, you know, how much he's going to play, but that's probably where my, where my line is for uh, Derek Rose. Because Derek Rose has been a standardly contributor all season. Fair enough. Let's go into week 14. Tyler, you have your weekly article up on hashtag basketball.com, your week 14 primer. And this is a weird, this is a really weird week. We have the Knicks and the Wizards going to London, uh, minus the, uh, the the fantastic Enos Cantor to uh, play and so they are only playing one game this week, really putting a lot of people in a in a in a hole going into this week. And then there are two teams with two games this week. The Hawks and the Mavericks are only playing twice this week. So this really could be if you have a assortment of uh, of Hawks and Wizards and, and Knicks on your team, uh, you could really be in for a, a pretty big hurt. Well, you're probably hurting on the in the standings if you have an assortment of those players. But yeah, that's true. There's only probably like one or two players on each one of those teams that's worth a damn. Uh, but when it so, comes to the weekly schedule, you got 10, 10 games on Saturday game. Uh, excuse me, ten games on Saturday, and only three games on uh, Sunday. So kind of going into the uh, the prime time Sunday NBA schedule like they do in the winter, uh, once NFL has kind of disappeared. So Tyler, what's what's kind of the kind of the advice going into week fourteen? So I'll, I'll ask you a question first. Um, okay. Would would you start any Nick or Wizard in a weekly lock league? Oh man, probably not. Maybe maybe a Bradley Beal, maybe a Luka Doncic. Well, the Mavericks. I mean, I could see maybe throwing in Doncic. Maybe you know what I mean. I'm probably Just, gonna go with no, actually. Just because, I mean, you know, Doncic has been playing really well, and and if Dennis Smith Jr. stays out, and you could legitimately get twenty assists and you know sixty points from Doncic, like he's scoring right around thirty a game in the last three games. So, I mean, I could maybe see that one. The Bradley Beal thing, like even if he drops forty points, and you know he drops a forty and ten, you know forty and ten assists. Well, if you start somebody averaging ten points and a whopping 2.5 assists a game is playing four times, you're going to get better production than Bradley Beal. So I would probably not start anyone from the Knicks or Wizards at all. Yeah, that's and, probably pretty good advice. And then Mavericks, I mean, maybe Doncic, like I'd think about Doncic, but it would probably have to be a pretty deep league with a pretty barren waiver wire. Like I really wouldn't want to start Doncic if I could start somebody pretty decent playing four games. 
Yeah, and if you're in a standard league with a you know ten to twelve people playing, there's plenty of guys on your waiver wire who should be able to do in three to four games what almost any player in the league can do in two and and definitely in one game. So you know, definitely with the the Wizards next, probably not worth starting anybody. Uh, Doncic might be the guy that gets started out of here, but. Uh, I would rather look at that waiver wire. And there are a lot of, like I said, a lot of good players out there, not uh, under uh, 50% owned that you have out here on the list. Uh, One of the guys that stands out to me that I was surprised to see on this list because I figured he would be owned in more leagues, but he barely makes the cut 49% owned. Kelly Oubre Jr. Who has been, had a great uh, couple weeks here uh, heading up into uh, at the start of the new year. He's basically had a, a good couple weeks playing around 25 minutes a game. Uh, wh- why do you like Kelly Uber? He's very high on your list. Well, I mean, the the list is not as good as it is some weeks, and that just has to do with – there's number one, there's not as many teams, right? There With the four games, there's only eight teams, whereas a lot of times there's somewhere around 10 to 12 teams. So that cuts the list a little bit to begin with. So that's worth saying. And really some of the teams on the list don't really have anybody that's worth starting. So some of these guys get pushed up a little bit higher than they normally would. Um, as far as Ubre, like, you know, he's getting you nearly a steal and a block per game, which you like, and he's scoring like 12 points a game, which on the waiver wire, especially if you're looking under 50% in Yahoo, like save for a couple of players like Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson, who are just one category contributors, you know, 12 points is about as good as it gets. So, um, you know, Ubre is not anything special. And like you mentioned, he's only playing like 25 minutes a game with the Suns. But at the same time, you know, 12 points, a steal, a block, and one and a half three-pointers over four games can win you a week. Yeah. And uh, I, I liked him going into Phoenix. I wish he was playing more minutes there. Uh, but it does allow him to get out of uh, Otto, Porter, Otto Porter's shadow in um in Washington, and I, I think there is still potential Kelly Oubre Jr. moving forward. Could be, um, if the Suns decide to, is to stick with him and give him more minutes, could be a, a nice little standard league player. So the question becomes really, do they cut – whose minutes do they cut when Devin Booker comes back? Yeah. Food, uh, Josh Jackson, maybe? And they, Josh Jackson was kind of the guy who was on the outside looking in a little bit before they traded for Oubre. Um, and they had Trevor Ariza, who basically plays the same position. You know, they kind of made a like-for-like swap there. Um, it, it will be really interesting, though, because it could be Ubre, It could be Mikel Bridges. Like, who knows what this Phoenix team's doing? I'm not sure they know. I mean, they, they're collecting, like, this massive wings with TJ Warren and, you know, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Ubre, Josh Jackson. Um, I don't know if that strategy is going to work out, but it is something. And really what they should do is they should play – Devin Booker more at point guard. I don't know if they'll do that, but you know that's really what they should do. Yeah, that that would be ideal. Uh, hopefully, Devin Booker can stay healthy moving forward as well. Um, Josh Jackson, another guy on this list since Booker is out, um, a good streamer for this week. Uh, I want a good call, obviously, uh, Tyler on your Bismack Biombo. He is still uh, getting enough minutes per game with Cody Zeller still being out. Uh, to get rebounds and blocks, and and that has been, uh, you know, he continues to contribute there. Yeah, and he's only owned in eight percent of leagues in Yahoo, which that's a mistake. I mean, eight rebounds is a lot, and he's getting you a block a game, and so you know, and he's only playing twenty minutes, so that seems pretty safe. Like that's a nice safe floor. So you know, I mean, 
Biombo is a great pickup, especially if you need a little bit of help for your week in those categories. He plays four times. Um, even if it's a daily changes league, like to get, you know, 32 rebounds is a lot of rebounds. It's a ton of rebounds that legitimately could win you. And let's just say he accidentally plays, I don't know, 28, 29 minutes in a game. All right. Maybe he gets three blocks. Maybe he gets like 13 rebounds. Like one game, one game from Bismack Biombo could uh, swing a category, let alone uh, having him stream on your team all week. Yeah, and Charlotte's got kind of a weird schedule. They play on Monday against the Spurs, and then they have two days off. They play Thursday against Sacramento, and then they finish the week with a Phoenix-Indiana back-to-back. I mean, I could see him playing quite a bit against some of those teams, right? Like a lot of those teams have a bigger center that he would match up against, right? Phoenix, maybe Dan. You know, he Aiton's not really going to stretch out that much here, so you got to think he's going to play some minutes there. Maybe Miles Turner's back. Maybe he matches up on Sabonis. But, like, neither one of those two guys is – uh, super, super bad matchup. And then the Kings got Willie Cauley-Stein, who's going to play some minutes. I mean, they're, not, they're not great matchups, but they're not terrible matchups. Like, I could see Biombo playing, you know, 25 minutes in a lot of those games. Yeah, it's certainly possible. And I think super underrated, um, apparently, Bismack Biombo went from super overrated just a year or so ago to being super underrated in the fantasy world. And, well, what, what uh, I couldn't believe is out of those guys. But I couldn't believe was like he, you know, they traded for him and then he just wasn't playing at all. I yeah, that was very and, and they have Willie Hernan Gomez, but like I don't know, Biombo seems like a good plug-and-play center in a lot of matchups. Yeah, Biombo is a perfectly good off-the-bench center. Like uh, it was very surprising that he went from, you know, still being a backup to never not playing at all. Like that, that just felt strange. I don't know what's going on there, but now he's got the chance to get in those minutes, and you can uh, basically benefit from the minutes that he's getting another player on your list here that I'm surprised to see, not because he sh- I thought he was owned in a bunch of leagues, but for the fact that he's just been hanging around standard league relevancy for this, basically for most of the season. And uh, I, I'm just still shocked that he's there. Like we were really uh, kind of in and out on this guy, but he is just consistently doing enough across the board and I'm talking about Brian Forbes for the for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, just he's just averaging enough to be relevant. Yeah, and I mean, there's nothing special about it. He's kind of playing shooting guard. He's kind of playing point guard. Like he's just a guard um, on that Spurs team, and you know he's giving you 12 points a game, which I didn't see coming into the year. Um, with some rebounds, some assists, some three pointers. Like Forbes is a fine add, and. He honestly probably should be owned in more than 35% of Yahoo leagues. Like, Yeah, I would think so too. And he's got four games this week, and the, and those averages add up fairly quickly. He's he's slow, he's steady, he's not interesting. He's never really going to, you know, throw uh, – he's not going to throw up a 50-point game. Watch him throw a 50-point game up this, season, uh, this week. But he does enough to be – just on the outskirts of being standard league relevant. And that's a really good uh, streamer to have because he's, he just continues to stay right around almost relevant. I'm with you there. This is a weird week, Tyler um, looking at the schedule. And if, if everybody wants to check out that top 10 list of, of guys to pick up, go to hashtag basketball.com. Go check out Tyler's article, but for the scheduling this week, if you're looking to stream, you're looking for back to backs. It's it's there's not a whole lot of uh, opportunity here. The the games are pretty well um, evened out throughout the week up until Saturday where there's ten 
and Sunday where there's only three. And then Monday of next week, there's 11. So kind of a, a very strange week. And when I look at um, all the back-to-back streaming you have here, you know, a lot of the teams that are actually capable of doing a back-to-back don't really have anybody who's on the waiver wire that's worth picking up. Yeah, I mean, you know, we see the Warriors and the Bucks there, and the, they're just not playing a ton of guys. Um, I'll mention, though, that maybe this is the kind of week where you make a couple pickups at the beginning of the week, and you play it more like a weekly league, where you make a couple pickups at the beginning of the week and just ride with the guys. Like, okay, I'm going to give four games out of Bryn Forbes. It's not going to be back-to-backs necessarily, but it's going to be four games of solid production. Or, you know, maybe you go for a guy like DeAnthony Melton, who's getting some crazy good steals and block numbers in the last 10 games. He's only playing like 25 minutes a game, but I mean, he's averaging 1.9 steals and 0.9 blocks in the Suns last 10 games. He's owned in 8% of leagues. Like that's special from a guard. Maybe just pick up a guy like that and just ride him for the week. Yeah. Get those, uh, maybe get those guys in early. The guys are going to play four games and they're, yeah, they're going to either fit on your roster or they're not. And you're going to be able to start them. So, you know, do a little um, research and if you want to do some of that research, hashtag basketball.com does have a, a advanced um, schedule that you can see when teams are playing, what days. It's very, very useful. And you can go look and see what days you have open rosters at. Maybe, you know, you get rid of one of your crappy bench players. You pick up Brian Forbes. You pick up, uh, you know, Kelly Oubre Jr. And you get them to play more games this week than, the, than whoever was on your bench would have. And then after you get those first couple of pickups – at the end of the week, you can start looking ahead to week 15 because that seems like probably if the only way to do a you know a successful stream is to get in a, a Sunday-Tuesday type of stream. So you get somebody who actually, you know, somebody from the Suns, somebody uh, from the Timberwolves or the Clippers here that uh, Tyler uh, goes into great detail about who on those teams you should pick up and why. Um, you can get them to play – on the last day of the week, on and on Sunday, and then you will get those stats on Tuesday of next week, uh, without having to pick somebody up and save those streams for next week. Yeah, we always talk about that being a winning strategy, right? This, you know, kind of using streams in one week that you that are going to help you in the next week, and so it's always a good idea to kind of go on hashtag basketball.com and look at the week, not only that you're playing in, but the week ahead. Um, maximizing your games is really important and that's a great way to just you know take two matchups and when we look ahead to next week next week is another kind of crazy week in the sense that half the days have double digit games and the other half have four or five games so it's really really weird it's a really weird schedule a lot of teams are playing four games over half the nba is playing four times there's only two teams playing twice and you have kind of a strange schedule where there's not going to be a lot of streaming. Like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, probably the only three days for streaming. You might be able to stream on Sunday because there's only nine games. Every other day has, you know, double-digit games. Yeah, I actually think that's a really good um, move to do a stream into Week 15 um, from Week 14. So use that Sunday, Tuesday stream because next year, the, the all those starts are going to be really, really um, well, and when guess, we, valuable next week because of those those games where no one's those days where no one's playing. And when we talk about picking up a Suns guy or a Timberwolf, like those guys play Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, so you could literally pick that guy up and hold them, and basically probably fill your lineup on Monday because there's 11 games. 
Then you're going to use that guy on Tuesday. There's 10 games on Wednesday, so your lineup will probably be full. And then you're going to use that guy on Thursday. So you make a pickup in week 14 and have the guy for the better part of the week next week. Do it. It's a great strategy. It will help you uh, win your league. Uh, Tyler, you raised some great articles out here, and uh, the people following you on Twitter have basically get pretty quick uh, alerts when you get uh, one of your articles out and up on the internet. Tyler, where can people follow you on Twitter so they can make sure they know when these articles come out? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Perfect. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. Guys, we really appreciate you listening. Like, it is a pleasure to be able to do this and to actually have people, uh, you know, give feedback, listen, uh, and, and, and like and enjoy the show. And hopefully this is um, helping you with your uh, fancy basketball league. I, I think, you know, a majority of our listeners are in the top half of their league. I like to think that even though I have absolutely no statistics whatsoever to back that up, I'm going to just guess out of uh, just – the fact that I, I I know better that you guys are doing great this season, but if you want to help make the show better, please leave us a review and rate us on whatever you're listening to this to, or send us feedback on our Twitter accounts. Get a hold of us, and if you really want to support the show, Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes, where you get exclusive content, early access to the waiver wire and buy low sell high podcast that we put out each week, and um. Basically, you, you have a, a direct line to me and Tyler. You can uh, ask us questions and uh, give us feedback for the stuff that you want to hear online uh, and on the show. And we really appreciate you guys listening. So I think that's it for tonight, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>